Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm tracking who will see showers tonight and when we'll see the final round of storms tomorrow. And today's severe weather produced a possible tornado that severely damaged this furniture store. See a live look at the damage. Local and state leaders meeting today talking about ways to prevent and intervene school crime. We'll show you all the ways they're aiming to keep your children safe. South Point developers have the green light to build new commercial space, offices, and hotels and apartments on an empty lot, but some are concerned about the lack of affordable housing in these plants. What do you say? Why don't we start by taking a look at the radar tonight? It's been busy, hasn't it? Uh, we've been tracking storms all day. We continue to do so to uh, tonight and tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rope. This system produced some severe weather in parts of our state, including, of course, in Lenore County, southeast of Goldsboro, where a possible tornado ripped through a Kinston furniture store. Officials are on the ground surveying that damage right yeah. now. And WRL's Keenan Willard is there live. We're going to get to him in just a moment. But first, we want to check in with meteorologist Mike Mays in the WRL Severe Weather Center. Mike, what's the latest? The threat for severe weather is over, but we're not done, Dan, with the showers and storms. They're still around and quite a bit of coverage stretching from the Sand Hills here into the Triangle. Another batch along the I-95 corridor from Fayetteville to Johnston County, all the way up to Nash County. And all these icons you see here, those were the reports of wind damage that we had earlier today. Numerous reports of trees down, power lines down, and even that report of an unconfirmed tornado in Lenore County, Kinston. When we look at the velocities on the radar, and we show you these when there are tornado warnings because we look for the rotation when the green is against the red. Green raindrops moving toward the radar site, the red moving away, so that shows you where that counter clockwise rotation is that shows that there was some circulation around one o'clock this afternoon so that's where we get the idea of a possible tornado and of course the damage now closer to home we see those showers moving through wake county chatham county we'll see these roughly to about midnight or so futurecast shows that we go through time it showers through eight o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock even by 10 and 11 when we're on the air with our news at 10 on fox 50 and 11 on wrl still some activity and still dying down at some point after 2 3 a.m now we're all also watching the tropics, we have Brett here moving into the islands. We have now tropical depression number four, soon to be Cindy. Top winds are at 35 miles per hour right now and likely to become perhaps a tropical storm by later on tonight and then gradually dissipating north of Puerto Rico. No concern that it will impact the United States as we see it right now. We're not done with the rain yet. Still rain tonight and more to come tomorrow, but it's the final round, Dan. We'll highlight that with future casts coming up. And Mother Nature's been making Mike work for that paycheck this week. Yeah, All right, Mike, we'll check back soon. A massive cleanup effort is underway right now in Kingston. Just look at this damage. A possible tornado blew out windows, ripped through the ceiling of this furniture fair. WRAL's Keenan Willard is live at the scene on North Heritage Street in Keenan. The mess just left behind. Ashley, it's extensive, whether it's the wreckage that's actually in this parking lot here, what it pulled off of that building, or the actual furniture store itself, where officials say this possible tornado touched down 
All of it is going to take hours and days to fully repair here in Kinston. Now, officials tell us this possible tornado tore open the roof and punched holes in the ceiling of the furniture fair store here on Heritage Street. And you can see it wrecked the inside of the store as well. The strong winds then carried debris out the back of the store to the parking lot, pulling down power lines too. The Salvation Army behind the store saw its roof and walls punched in as well. Power crews have been out here since this happened, trying to clean up all of this wreckage. People I spoke with say all this damage just happened so quickly. I'm just thank God that nobody got hurt. Because from the picture that you showed me, I didn't know it done that kind of damage on the inside. I just thought it was just the one that broken outside. Investigators with the National Weather Service are here on site investigating, trying to confirm whether this was an actual tornado. They plan to have their findings announced as soon as tomorrow. Ashley. A lot of cleanup still to be done. Okay, Keenan, thank you. Live in Kinston. And make sure that you have the WRL weather app as we dodge more showers and storms tomorrow. You can get real-time alerts and take the radar with you anywhere. It's free to download. All right, back to me now. Uh, yeah, so witnesses are giving some insight into a violent crash that killed two people near Zebulon this morning. It happened at Highway 96 and King of King Court. An 18-wheeler involved in this as well as an SUV in this crash. You see him there being towed away. Neighbors near the crash site uh, described a horrible scene, saying two people in the SUV and their pets were ejected from the vehicle and died. They also said the truck driver was alert and speaking after the crash. The truck driver was safe and he was okay, and I'm, I feel bad for the families who are involved, of course, um, and I hope that they get the answers that they need. The roads were closed for almost four hours while first responders worked to clear that scene. Keeping kids safe at school is a top priority. More than 1,000 threats disrupted classrooms across our state last year. So what are leaders doing to prevent these threats, investigate them, intervene, and then punish? WRAL's Chelsea Donovan attended the NC Safe Schools Task Force meeting today to find out. You send your child off to school and assume it's a safe haven, but today we found out there were more than 1,100 threats made to school campuses last year in our state. There's range from just a I'm going to beat you up type of threat to a mass violence type of event. Students are often reporting threats inside their schools as well. More than 10,000 tips came in from August of last year through this month. Everything from bullying to drug use, suicidal thoughts to harassment. We use that data to understand what type of funding we should be looking for. This school year, the Center for Safer Schools is hiring safe school liaisons who help SROs and law enforcement officers understand what's happening in their community and what could make its way into the classroom. From the mountains to the coast, they have different needs. Another new program that will make its way into all 100 counties, EKG, or educating kids about guns and gangs. We're trying to get law enforcement to train kids on what are the dangers of having a firearm at school. The SBI is also getting involved in school threats, creating a new unit called BETA, Behavioral Threat Assessment Unit. This unit will investigate all major threats on schools. And the BETA unit is for intensive cases where um, the local law enforcement and school officials need in, uh, additional um, hands on deck to help us figure out, is this a real threat? What can we do for the child? How 
do we um, make sure this child does not turn into an active shooter? The state is also increasing the punishment for those who choose to terrorize their school and community. There are more severe consequences now for kids that um, make fake threats um, that was raised from a misdemeanor crime to a felony crime. Another way the school task force aims to curtail crimes in schools is through these gun locks. They've purchased 25,000 of them to be handed out via SRO officers, PTA members, and local police and sheriff's offices. Chelsea Donovan, WRL News, Raleigh. There's some surprise out of Durham. Durham's mayor announcing she is not running for re-election. Mayor Elaine O'Neill says she plans to focus instead on family. O'Neill was elected mayor in 2021 and the first woman superior court judge in Durham County. Her term will end in 2023. O'Neill released a statement saying in part, quote, serving the people in the city I love dearly as mayor has been an honor. My love for Durham and its citizens has never wavered and it never will. An empty parking lot in South Point will soon be replaced by new development. The proposed project would have between 1.2 and 1.4 million square feet of commercial space, 300,000 square feet of office space, 200 hotel rooms, and close to 1,400 apartments. WRAL's Monica Casey shows us why not everyone is on board with these changes. Point developers say this project will keep dollars in Durham as the area faces increased competition from other shopping centers around the Triangle. More than 2,000 people work at the streets at South Point. The company that runs it says it attracts 11 million annual visitors and generates 14 million in tax revenue. City councilors who were in favor of rezoning pointed to the mall's economic impact and the need to keep it thriving. If South Point stays the way South Point is, it will become Carytown Center at some point. There's no doubt. Some had concerns about the redevelopment. Planning Commission Chair Austin Amendolia voted against the project, citing the lack of affordable housing. It would be incredibly beneficial if someone who, you know, is working a $10 an hour job at the movie theater or at one of the retail shops would be able to walk to work. City Councilor Jillian Johnson voiced similar issues but did vote in favor. It's a lot better than what we have. It's just disappointing that we're not going to be able to um, to have any affordable units there. However, I don't think voting this down will get us any affordable units there. While Amandolia wishes affordable housing was part of the plan, he is in favor of replacing an empty parking lot and building upwards. I think this will be a positive thing for Durham. Um, I think having just a higher density in general signals to developers that it's possible to build higher density in Durham and we need more of that elsewhere. We won't see construction here for a while. The developers say this will be a multi-phase, multi-year plan. Monica Casey, WRL News in Durham. Now, as part of this development, South Point has agreed to donate $1 million to Durham's dedicated housing fund, build new bus stops and sidewalks, and create new connections to the American Tobacco Trail. Big plans. Still ahead, there's data that shows our state's LGBTQ community is being targeted, and advocates are calling for change. They're putting our lives in jeopardy. A closer look at how some new legislation in our state could be causing some same-sex couples to find somewhere else to live. Plus, the largest sea turtle species in the world just laid a nest on a North Carolina beach for the first time in more than a decade. How experts are working to protect it.
back right now at 713 in the WRA Live Center. I'm Mark Boyle, and as the hours continue to tick on, we're learning more about the submersible that now has been uh, confirmed and found on the ground there, the sea level. Uh, right now, the U.S. Navy is confirmed to CNN and other news sources. It detected that implosion on Sunday. That is new uh, information here and relayed that information. That helped search teams really realize it was right there above the Titanic that sunk two miles below the sea level there. That's where they focused their search. That's why all of this was able to come together so quickly according to that study and that research. These are the five people that are now confirmed to have been presumed dead. Talk about the stories here. We heard about that 19-year-old that went down with his father. Take a look at this headline, and we're hearing more about these types of stories. The 19-year-old passenger was, according to his family, terrified before the trip, but since it fell over Father's Day, he didn't want to disappoint his father. We'll keep getting these uh, updates for you here in the Live Center as this continues. The major search, though, definitely scaling back as the debris field was found just 1,600 feet away from the Titanic. Back to you. Just an unbelievable story, Mark. Thank you. Millions of baby shark toys are being recalled after children were reportedly impaled by them. Five on Your Side says the Consumer Product Safety Commission is recalling 7.5 million robots Robo Alive Junior Baby Shark Sing and Swim Bath Toys. The toys have a hard plastic top fin, and 12 times kids have fallen or sat on the toys, causing injuries like lacerations and puncture wounds. There are specific things you have to do if you want to get your money back, though, and we have posted those step-by-step -step instructions on WRAL.com. Just search Recall. A transgender sports ban is headed to Governor Roy Cooper's desk for his signature. The bill would ban transgender girls and women from playing on girls and women's sports teams in our state. It includes private and public colleges as well as our high schools. Supporters say people who were born male have an unfair advantage when competing against people who were born female. Critics say it affects only one or two students in the entire state, but sends a chilling message to the entire LGBTQ community. Governor Cooper is expected to veto the bill, not sign it, but Republicans now have enough votes to override any veto he would put in place. The state passed that bill just days ahead of Out Raleigh. It's an event celebrating Pride Month here. People in the LGBTQ plus community tell WRL's investigative data journalist, Ali Ingersoll, that they feel our policies here could be keeping some people away. North Carolina has been put on notice by the human rights campaign. The advocacy group declared our state one of 23 considered high priority to achieve basic equality. They're putting our lives in jeopardy. That's Kendra Johnson, Equality NC's executive director. She says there's a trend going on in our state and the South where hundreds of new bills are being proposed, which target the LGBTQ plus community and their rights. Civil rights should not be a partisan issue, and they are right now. Um, LGBTQ folks who are taxpayers and contribute to North Carolina society and their business and schools and education and culture and arts should have the exact same rights as people who are not. LGBTQ plus. Johnson says such legislation often results in same-sex couples choosing not to live in those areas. In North Carolina, new census data shows same-sex couples make up 0.8% of households in the state. That's slightly below the national average of 0.9%. 
We routinely get folks who reach out to us who ask about the conditions on the ground before they move their families here. When we look at the states same-sex couples choose to call home in comparison to those the human rights campaign considers high priority, those in the light green, 18 of the 23 have rates below the national average. Similarly, when we look at the 21 locations considered to have the most protective laws in place, 19 of them have rates at or above the national average. For folks who are LGBTQ plus or other minorities, they don't want to move to a state um, where they don't have legal equality. Johnson says that these decisions have lasting impacts and shape what our state and its economy looks like. For WRAL News, Ali Ingersoll. And taking a live look now at Lake Gaston, you know, it, aside from the, the big clouds, look kind of ominous, there's a beautiful sunset and it just does look quite beautiful. Uh, meteorologist Mike Mays, you've got, uh, what do you have, Apex behind mm -hmm. you? Yeah, some locations seeing showers, Ashley, others seeing that pretty sunset. Right now, Apex is seeing the showers. It was raining a moment ago. I don't see any raindrops on the lens right now, but center in Salem Street, wet, traffic coming and going, and you can see the gray skies there. We have rain on the live dual Doppler 5000 radar. Now, I wanted to go back in time starting at 11 o'clock this morning, pointing out that batch of showers and thunderstorms. This is that severe weather that moved through and all the yellow polygons you see those are severe thunderstorm warnings but when the National Weather Service issued these they had a tagline that said tornado possible they didn't officially report or issue tornado warnings but each severe thunderstorm warning had that tagline that had the possibility of a tornado so it's not a surprise that if it turned out that that Kinston uh, damage was from a tornado because there was a tornado possible with that severe thunderstorm warning so we saw that batch move on by all the severe weather reports were in this region here either damaging winds in the form of trees down or power lines down. And for us, we're still seeing showers around some thunderstorms, but our severe threat has come to an end. Our WRL weather alert day is over, but we can see these showers lifting up to the north and some have heavy downpours. I don't think enough to cause any kind of flooding issue, but there will be ponding of water on the roadways. And of course, the water may be streaming down the uh, yard in your neighborhood. And I've seen that in my neighborhood plenty of times this week. And Smithfield seeing some heavier rain. Wilson got a pretty good shower, Rocky Mount, and this big agricultural area probably happy to see that the rain came down today and there's more to come tonight and during the day tomorrow so the latest run on futurecast here at 5 a.m showing clouds there will be some showers around for the morning commute maybe even a thunderstorm there's 9 a.m pretty decent coverage and i think overall for the day it'll be about a 50 to 60 percent chance and we'll call this the final hurrah because this upper level low that's been sitting and spinning over the southeast for the past few days generating the rain is now starting to open up and become what we call an open trough and that will allow it to move on out. So lunchtime tomorrow, we see those showers and storms. Still pretty good coverage at 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock as well. So if you're going to head out for a bite to eat this evening or tomorrow evening, you're going to have to keep that rain gear handy because rain will be with us, but the weekend looks so much better. 78 right now added RDU. Here's a look at North Hills and ominous skies. Those showers over Apex heading toward North Hills. And it's 78 at RDU, 75 in Fayetteville, 75 right now at the Rocky Mount Wilson Airport. Got some decent rainfall totals. I'll have those uh, for the past few days coming up tonight at 10 on Fox 15 11 on WREL 69 right now uh, for the low tonight in Raleigh or for Fayetteville 70 at Rocky Mount 64 in Roxborough tomorrow hour by hour here's how we warm up by lunchtime we're at 78 that's where our high was today tomorrow afternoon 84 I imagine starting with clouds in the morning mostly cloudy at lunchtime and then partly cloudy in the afternoon with that chance for storms highs in the lower to mid 80s great weekend ahead we expect highs in the upper 80s to low 90s minimal chances for rain kind of hot Monday and Tuesday
Tuesday and then cooling down Wednesday and Thursday behind a front. But hot and humid this weekend, going to feel like summer. Put your feet up this weekend, Mike. Yeah. You've, you've been yeah. working hard. Thank Definitely you. Chill out. Still ahead, Mike. we got some weekend plans for you. If, if you, have, you need a couple of ideas, we'll give you a look at all the fun things across the triangle happening this weekend in this next edition of Out and About. For the first time in a long time, in more than a decade, a leatherback sea turtle has laid a nest on Ocracoke Island. The National Ooh. Park Service shared these photos of the discovery found on a morning patrol. 93 eggs were laid in this one nest. 93 in one nest. Biologists relocated the eggs to a safer spot on the beach. The leatherback is the largest sea turtle in the world. Don't you always think about them running toward the water, though? 93, yeah. and you're like, oh, I want them Can all Can you imagine not all of them hatching around? the same time 93 of them just running together oh. amazing hey from a lego convention to a broadway hit there are lots of events coming up this weekend yep lots to do in the triangle as wrl lifestyle editor kathy hanrahan lays out for our top picks in this week's edition of out the bow The six wives of Henry VIII take the stage to remix 500 years of historical heartbreak in the hit musical Six. The show plays Durham Performing Arts Center through July 2nd. Lego fan convention Brick Universe returns to the Raleigh Convention Center this weekend. The family-friendly event features giant Lego creations and even a zone where you can build your own works of art. Tickets are $15. And on Saturday, the 11th annual Out Raleigh Pride Festival will be happening on Fayetteville Street. This inclusive and family-friendly event will feature live entertainment on two stages, great food, and activities for all ages. Singer Frenchie Davis is headlining. The fun is happening from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. These are just a few ways to get out and about this weekend. Kathy Hanrahan, WRAL News. And the weather should be cooperating yes. a little bit, at least more than it has this week. Um, I want to show you this. There's no theme park like it. <laughs> Tickets are on sale to experience the Autumn at Oz Festival in Beach Mountain. The event kicks off each weekend in September, beginning the 8th through the 24th. Festival fans can expect arts and crafts, memorabilia, and immersive theatrical experiences. The theme park is expecting at least 20,000 people throughout the three-weekend festival. The Wizard of Oz still holds up. When was the last time you watched that movie? Uh, a long time ago. It's still good. I yeah. showed it to my boys, and they enjoyed it. So. Yeah, and, and I still think about things like, you know, click your heels three times mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Stuff Classic. Sticks in the head. Thank you for making WRAL your choice for local news. We'll see you back here at 10 and 11. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.